here we go. Back to round two, y'all. Texas Tailgate Mondays with her, with my good friend DJ Dugan. How, how, howdy, howdy, howdy. We are glad to be here every Monday. Starting at 7 o'clock at the Lake House, one of our favorite sponsors. Talk about live music five days a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and tonight, Monday. It feels so good out here it right does, now. It does, man. I'm going to tell you something. You were, a little, you were talking a little bit about rain, but boy, it sure changed the temperature, didn't it, Nathan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit worried about it, and it's not even humid or nothing. And if you want, you got a fan behind you. I don't even know what to think about this place. That's awesome. <laughs> but anyway... At the end of the day, glad to be for round two. We have Nathan Barker joining us. Man, thank y'all for having we had, me. We had Gabe oh, yeah. Choate with us before, which was a cool deal. Man, we've been excited, man. Once again, thank you to Brendan Gilman for putting together this fine theme song for us. Brendan Gilman, Very of fine. course, a touring guitar player, plays with Holly Tucker, um, Chris Colston, a bunch of other guys. Also does studio work up in Arlington with Tim Feeland. Which is kind of cool, Brendan Kyle's album. That's, oh yeah, that's that's Brendan Kyle. I mean, excuse me, Brendan Gilman. So, lots of fun. Anyway, so we're back to round two. Looks like we got the video cameras ready to go. We're shooting superstars <laughs> this evening. We're not talking about me, or we're not talking about DJ. Nope. We're talking about Gabe and Nathan. They are I'm the, in the real. Background. They are the big show tonight. Nathan, how are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing all right. How are y'all? Man, we are blessed by the best, brother. Amen. And, man, at the end of the day, we're just sitting here chilling, trying to make music, trying to do things with artists, distribute music. Oh, yeah. Promote music, do social media promotion. Man, uh, designing playlists that play everybody's songs. That's what we're doing. Yeah. What, you're making music, aren't you? Trying to. Yeah, yeah man. That's good. You got, now, do you have a single? Now, word is on the street, you've got a single coming out? I do, I do. I don't well, have an exact release date yet. Uh, just got the final master back waiting on some cover art and stuff like how that. Did you, how, did you like, how did you like it from, you worked at the same place that Gabe worked, right? Yeah, Loose Cannon. How did you like it? Uh, it was fun, man. It was Interesting. First time in the studio. So. Never been in before? No. So, yeah, man, that's always kind of interesting, right? That yeah. your, exp- your experience is always, the first experience is always cool, right? Oh, yeah. It was neat. And, you, and, and you never know what to expect. Was it what you expected? Yeah, a little more even so, honestly. That's good. Well, then good Brad's time. doing a good job. Oh, yeah. Brad's you know, anytime awesome. there's a new studio, there's always a question of what that's going to work. or We don't know very many people that work with them, so we haven't heard any skinny at all. Right. So it's good to hear some good things. That's yeah. amazing. No, it was a it was a cool deal, man. Uh, all day deal. You know, all the guys over there are real cool. Wes Brownlee, the guy who owns the place, real neat, uh, cool guy, good dude. Everybody out there is awesome. So that's deal. awesome, man. Well, so you saw kind of what we did with Gabe. Excuse me. Did with Gabe, and we play a song, and then we start talking, man. So you've already got an idea of what we're doing. You got something on deck for us? Oh yeah, I'll go ahead and play that that single that I recorded. It's called "Ain't You." What is it called? Ain't you? Cool, that's good. Let's do it. We'll get into the story afterwards. Well, it's raining yet again. I don't know if I'll make it through the storm And I've been so cold all this time And I wonder if I'll ever be warm Because hotel bed don't 
feel like you And this pillow on my chest don't feel like you And the sounds all in this room don't feel like you Yeah, this hotel room ain't you As I sit here on this bed and I think about you Those hazel eyes that smile so bright It could light up a whole damn room Me and this old bed gonna see dark hours As I'm picking this guitar and thinking of memories of ours Cause so Tell bed don't feel like you And this pillow on my chest don't feel like you And the sounds all in this room don't feel like you Yeah, this hotel room ain't you And I bet your empty bed don't feel like me and those shadows on your wall don't feel like me And I bet his wandering arms don't feel like me and that man that's in your head ain't me And it's so Hotel bed don't feel like you And this pillow on my chest don't feel like you And the sounds all in this room don't feel like you In this hotel room Man, that's great, man. Cool. I appreciate it, man. So Thank what's you. that? I, I can already tell what the song's about. Give us a back line on that. <laughs> man, so I, I was dating this girl, and uh, I hung out with my friend. She didn't necessarily care for smoking weed. And uh, so I smoked some weed, and she got a little bit upset at me and kicked me out. And I ended up staying in the Best Western there in Stephenville for a couple days. And I ended up writing that song, and I wrote the first verse and played it back to myself and cried a little bit, you know, so I knew it was going to be a good one. And then uh, I just forced myself to write the rest of it, you know, off of just, you know, one of the things Jody Lee always told me was write about, you know, your surroundings and what you're feeling, you know, what you're seeing. I was like, I'm sitting in a hotel, you know, and it ain't, it ain't you. So, I love you know, Jody. Yeah, man, he's, he's Love that else. guy. But yeah, no, it's just, it ended, ended up turning out pretty cool, you know, 
Yeah, so, but a great song. It has I a good feel it. to it. I love the intro to it. I, you know, it's interesting when you hear songs trying to understand what you're communicating. You know, we talk a lot about that. I, I, you know, they talk about emotional or simple, just basic songwriting. In fact, we've we've had people that are serious bridge or wrist litter bridge jumper songwriters <laughs> you've got fun kind of quirky or, or off the wall you have some that are just really direct right and that's the part that that pe- you know people don't realize man it doesn't have to be complicated for people to connect yeah. you know yeah. and it doesn't mean that it has to be happy or has to be sad that it's sad that's sad but <laughs> it's not it's 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 kind of uplifting because you're talking about getting back to somebody you love right right yes sir. there ain't nothing wrong with that dude because yeah. that's a good feeling because the moment you get there you feel better do you? I think so. <laughs> Do you? It depends on if you Solid like them or not. Well, it depends question. on if you're making it up or not, too. Yeah. You know, we, we have this debate. I, I, I write a little bit, and people we know write a little bit about stuff that happens to them, but I kind of just invent stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Think of storylines or try to, or something that I associate with somebody. We, you know, I think the most accurate song that I've written was probably, well, the first couple are, but Lake and It Easy is about everybody out here. You know, yep, so cool. it's how's it hard not? It's yeah, not hard to you write about. Exaggerate them. Uh, I don't know if I did or not, <laughs> dude. He did an interview for, with me because we were talking about mushrooms and all kinds of stuff, and you know, yeah. people just get out here on the lake, bunch of lake rats. Dude, I've been here fifteen years. Ain't nothing about that exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, you come in now, here and hang out here. You got look. You got all walks of life, which I. That's why I love it out here. You yeah. know, I, I gotta know though. That gal that kicked you out, yeah. does she know you wrote that song about her? Oh, yeah. She definitely knows. <laughs> uh, the, the original cover art of it, we're not together anymore, but the original cover art of it was her, uh, it was a baby picture, you know, of her, because it, uh, <laughs> it felt right for me, you know, but cha- I ended up changing it, so. <laughs> what, what are you going with the artwork this time? Well, uh, my buddy Zach here is making something. Uh, he can show you, but it's uh, just a, a blurred image of a person, you know, just Kind of get the point across. Cool. You know, you know we, there's a lot of debate about that. DJ and I talk about how, you know, when you think of the best albums of all time, what does a pyramid with a rainbow mean to you? Yeah. Uh, think yeah, about that. Yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Well, you know, what does, what does a, a person in some leather pants with a studded belt, Motley Crue, yeah. Yeah. right? They, the point is, is they talk about single artwork and album artwork being ok- iconic. Yeah. He ain't driven that into my head, right? Oh, so yeah. When we talk about how it has to be meaningful, it has to be colorful or memorable, right. you know, and so that's, if you're getting that from that, that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it has to mean something, you know, I just, you know, had to you go know, away I, from I, that. I laugh because you know, there's always that debate, right? Yeah. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> it, you know, uh, I think my favorite single artwork is actually the one his wife did. But I think when you talk about single artwork, I, you know, I have a song that I put out that talks about Dallas. Well, it's the Dallas skyline. Yep. You know, and that's yeah. it's actually the one that everybody goes, man, I love the colors in that. And I did that on a little crappy like we were talking about. And but but we knew it was the right one to use when we sent it to you. Had yep. my logo and it just it just popped it fit, right. Yeah. Well, in that blurry dude, yeah. that's gonna if it pops and it feels good, that's the way it needs to be. I, I think it'll end up all right, man. I yeah, like I it. think so too. Well, and that's iconic when yeah. people think of your song. Right. I, at least that's what I think of. It makes you remember the song. Like you know, um, you talk about again your favorite albums of all time. They have some co- or singles. They have cool stuff. Very iconic. Have that picture artwork. burned in your head. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. that sticks in your head. And yeah. some of them miss. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, that's you're, what I'm worried you're, 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 about. You know? Nah, man. Was, uh, you know, if you kind of hit the middle of the road, right. you want to be the middle of the road up. You don't want to be in the road. But some of them are just, <laughs> you know, we've seen some funny stuff. Well, he does distribution, right? Yeah. So okay. he, I, he's Bad done, artwork will make a good 
recording sound bad. <laughs> do, uh, he, yeah. And he sa- and he believes that. I I, I do believe. I've it. never heard. So here's the funny part. Sometimes People, I'll hear a song without the artwork, and then I uh, it doesn't have that effect. But he's an, a graphic design artist guy, and so I can see that we have one artist to be unnamed that he and I both work with, and man, it took about a month and a half. Of him and I saying, okay, man, you, you got to yeah. do something about that artwork. Yeah. Yeah, and finally he he did something. Okay, that's cool. That will that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that line, <laughs> right? It's not below the, the line worst, anymore. The worst one. I had a guy send me a piece of artwork, and it was just this blurry photo, and I didn't understand what's going on it, and it looked gross, uh, to be honest. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? What is this bluish, hairy thing? And he he goes, uh. That's a picture of my thigh. That's a picture of a tattoo on my thigh. And I'm like, dude, change that. That is awful. <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> so, we, uh, so we were laughing the other day. So talking about, so uh, you have all kinds of stuff. Once you release this into the world, into the atmosphere, you're going to have all kinds of things take place, right? We were laughing about a video that we saw that had to do with the song that he released. And it's this guy that recorded something on YouTube. And it's so random and it's so it's kind of creepy, but it's also kind of cool that yeah. man. How did he find the song? Yeah, how did he find it? So your stuff's gonna you're gonna have somebody. So he was telling me something about Parker McCollum today. Oh yeah, Art, like this could be some artwork, right? She's laying in the bathtub, and Parker McCollum song plays the whole time, yeah, and it's just a picture naked of her in face, water, naked in water, and it's on you YouTube only see her from from the from the you know. Top of her chest up, and, yeah. and she's just staring at the at the camera while that song is in the background, and that's the whole song. Well, man, and that's kind of how I look when I see a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Or some chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, how in the world did we get on that topic? Anyway, so so funny. Let's let's make full circle. So, how many songs have you work? Are you working on with those guys? Uh, so, I'm recording another one this Saturday. That's the next one I'm going to do. Cool. Uh, but it's called "All Right" by you. Do you have artwork picked out for that? I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's well, all, you know, it's all one step at a time. Well, you know, this is actually a, a, a huge transition. Do you Are you ready to play All Right by You? Yeah, I'll play it. Let's play it. Let's do it right now. Right. Yeah. This is our version of a radio segue. Sitting here on the couch today Not a dollar in my pocket Ain't got one to my name But I guess I'm doing alright I sent a prayer to the man up above I said, Lord, I need you Could you send me some love? Cause I'm having a real rough time Don't know what it is, I've been down on my luck It's been about a year now and I'm not giving up But I swear, I'm gonna make it out this time And I said, Lord, won't you send me a sign Let me know I'm doing fine 
said, Lord, won't you send me a sign? Let me know why I'm doing all right. I said, all right by you. Well, the devil tried to get me about a year ago Had me in a corner, said he wanted my soul And I said, oh no, 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 no but He was playing that guitar and it sounded alright He said, boy, you wanna play it, this could be your life And I said, hmm, that sounds nice but little did he know that I knew you And all he did was ended up looking a fool Cause I ain't ever been no evil man And I said, Lord, won't you send me a sign Let me know I'm doing fine I said, Lord, won't you send me a sign? Let me know why I'm doing all right. I said, all right by you. I said, Lord, won't you send me a sign? Let me know I'm doing fine. And I said, Lord, won't you send me a sign? Let me know I'm doing all right. Said all right by you, yeah, yeah. Said all right by you, yeah, Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Man. Huh. I dig it. I, I dig appreciate it, man. it. I yeah. appreciate it. I'm, I, I kind of appreciate going to that B, my, B7 right yeah. there. <laughs> That's one of my <laughs> favorite chords. Well, man, you know, it reminds me. So I was actually listening. It was funny. that What that reminds me of is um, um, what was the co-Wetzel Parker McCollum song? Uh, Love. Say I ain't missing you. It does that same progression. Yeah. That what it does is it gives it this dissonance that is just it's almost unmistakable, right? Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're it's saying. It's kind of kind of gives it this weird, and you know, in in what is that? Is that a, that's actually like at the seven 
in the key of G. So it's like a seven seven. Yeah, you're, you're just totally. Well, above when you my think of G, G A B C D E F, <laughs> right? No, no, G A G. No, it's a three. So it goes to a three, a straight three, a three seven. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's different. What, what I'm talking Nashville song. number systems. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, way over my head. Well, it, it's easy. So, yeah. so, so if it's in the key of G, so if you play, what are what are three really popular chords that you play in the key of G? G, C, and D. Yeah. Right. So think about it from this perspective. There's seven chords in every key. So you got G is the one. A minor would be the two. B minor would be the three. So you did a straight three seven right there, right? C would be the four. D would be the five, E minor would be the sixth, and F sharp minor would be the seven. So if you play all those in succession, it would literally go do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, which is all the gotcha. crap that you learned when you were in elementary school. <laughs> right, yeah. And you can do that in every single solitary key. And if you notice, there were three sharps in that, which, so when you look at the treble clef, if there's three sharps, that means it's in the key of G. Okay. And I, now, I'm going to tell you some funny stuff. I took music in school, never really learned that, but when I learned the Nashville number system, all of a sudden a light bulb went off, and now I can read music from learning the Nashville number system. How weird is that? Yeah. So in every key, it's the same exact way. So if it's in the key of A, it's A, B minor, right? And, and it would go to C sharp minor, right? It would go to D, E would be the four, F sharp minor would be the, or excuse me, E would be the five, F sharp minor would be the six, right? And G sharp diminished would be the seven. So if you played those chords, it would go do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Yeah. That's all the major scale. That's wild. So did that simplify? Think about when you were a kid. So if you play the major scale in G, it would be a, a G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Resolve on the G. Yeah. 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 Simple enough. Simple well, enough. It's just, if you see it on, it's almost like, how can I say it? It's like p- math on paper. Yeah. You just yeah. follow the steps. That's what, what, music what was is. What was it? Every good math. boy does fine and face. 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 Yeah, face. face was the spaces and every see, good I boy. I can read music. It's just the key thing. That's well, like, but so yeah. think, when you start thinking about it that way, because you're a guitar player, and I don't know how many chords you know, the more chords you learn, you can translate that into reading music and understand what those sharps and flats are. Yeah. How funky is that? Yeah. And I never, never knew Super that funky. until Super funky. I went to Nashville when I was like 20 years old. After taking music my whole <laughs> life, singing in choir, I never did that. I don't need to know that shit. Right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that was like the Cliff Clavin of podcast information. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Nothing wrong with Only that. thing missing is a beer. <laughs> yeah. And so Norm. Where would that song come from, man? So what, it's, funny that it's, fun, it's funny that he said the, the Co Wetzel thing because I was – I was working for a guy at the time that wasn't paying us very well. Uh, <laughs> so we were working, but we weren't getting paid type deal. And, uh, you know, I was out of money, and I was sitting in my apartment in Stephenville, and I was like, yeah, I, I need some money, and I, I got to have some money. So we hit him up, and he brings a $100 bill by. I'm like, oh, that'll get me real far, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I felt like a complete loser, and at that point I was like, you know, if I'm going to sit at home and do nothing, then I'm going to write a song, you know. So I, I laid back, and I watched the Coetzel Live 360 at Austin. Completely unrelatable, because I watched that, and it's, like, after the second song he plays, he starts tuning his guitar, and you can tell he feels awkward. You know, he's like, so, how's everybody doing, <laughs> you know, and just fidgety. And I was like, man, that's awesome, because at the time, I was struggling real bad with feeling awkward on stage. 
you know, and still a little bit every now and again. Uh, especially during a, you know, I don't know, a radio interview. <laughs> <laughs> we try to make this as relaxed no, as possible. Yeah, it's just me. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I, I googled, you know, I was like s- chords for like a like a soulful song, and that's what came up. And later I found out, you know, that's Otis Redding uh, sitting Dude, on the dock. Totally. Of the bed. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, so sitting that was in the morning yeah. sun. Yeah. So that was the chords that came up, and uh, I laid back in my recliner. I said a prayer. You know, I was like, I want to write a song with you today, and uh, that's what came out of it. Another Jody Lee deal. He was like, you know, what are He's you doing? Funny. <laughs> well, yeah. Sitting on the couch. So, uh, so, so have you ever heard the phrase "Everything's better with bacon"? Yes, <laughs> dude. They serve bacon here, so you'll be okay. Everything's better. <laughs> cool. You don't got to be nervous. <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself. Anyway, well, cool, man. I love the soulfulness of country music that has changed, and even with the new Nashville stuff, I, I like everything, right? Um, I like everything, but the soulfulness that's come out in country music, especially like with, you know, James Otto, who was in the 2008, 2007, just got started loving you, and, and with all those progressions that are kind of doo-woppy, right. right? Almost like the four tops. That's really yeah. cool, fun music, man. Yeah. And getting that mixture of the soul, blues, country vibe. Yeah. And it's such a cross-genre. And to me, songs like that, which you just played with chord progressions, while it's, it's, it's really um, subliminal almost, you don't realize it, but that makes it cross barriers. And so that song, to me, isn't just a, a country song. Because of the feel of it, it can it can cross all kinds of boundaries, and a, and a wider variety of people will like it. Right. Yeah. And that, that's another thing is like I don't ever want to put myself in a box, call myself yep. a country artist. You know, like yeah. I just want to write music to make people feel. You know, yeah. that's the main goal. That's know? cool, man. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff, dude. Good stuff. And like I said, that B in there that just really did it for it you. It just wins me. It just yeah. wins me. I appreciate that. Man. Yeah. Uh, anytime I start talking music theory, man, I, you've won me already. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's the theory behind that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stupid, but I was glass over. Yeah, that's that's the class that you took. They're like, <laughs> "Give me the recorder or a drum." <laughs> I'll be the triangle player. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> did, did you ever see the did you have you ever seen the old movie Caveman? I haven't, I haven't. Oh my gosh! Have you not Cape seen Man that? with uh, Cape Ringo Starr? With Ringo Starr? Yeah. I have not. Okay. So when just just I'm not going to tell you about it. And anybody that's here that hasn't seen it, have you seen Gabe? Have you seen Caveman? Okay. So, dude, I'll I'll preface the whole conversation or the whole watching experience for you. So, man, lightning strikes. And they find fire. And there's literally only four words in it. One of them's doo-doo, one of them's caca, and one of them's shit, right? Because they fall on some dinosaur poop, right? But, man, when the lightning strikes a fire, man, there's a blind guy that doesn't realize, and they start a fire, and they're like, oh, they're all fascinated. Well, at this point, this blind guy doesn't realize it's there, and he feels the heat, and it's cold, and he goes, ooh. Next thing you know, you got to watch the rest. It was also not the invention of fire, but according to them, it was the invention of music. Okay. Yeah, man. Right. That's I'm what the triangle to, reminds me of. I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, because there was, a, there, there was a, 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 an Asian guy in there that actually spoke English. <laughs> That's where the S word came from. Yeah. But yeah, they made music that night, and they were beating sticks. And of course, with Ringo Starr, you know, he was the drummer. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Harmony was invented in that movie. You know, all the all, whole exist the whole existence of music as we know it was invented in a in a movie called Caveman. Caveman. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was when Claymation really was at its peak. Yeah. <laughs> as Steven Spielberg was thrown up in his Wheaties. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Uh, anyway, sorry. No. Digression. That is a huge tangent right there. Well, just, but dude, it's just, well, we were talking about the triangle, man. There's a triangle in there. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We have a tendency to do that. That's funny. But we haven't done Garth Brooks yet, which we normally do. Or Chris Gaines. Or Chris Gaines. And what else are we missing? Conway Twitty. Conway Twitty. We normally talk about Conway. So, yeah. man, take that off the table. All right. Just off the table. Because Caveman just yeah. killed it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, man, when you write, what do you think? You, you like to write from personal experiences? Do you make things up? Um, Tell me how that works. To be completely honest, uh, like where my writing comes from, I, I try to write everything based off of personal experience or thoughts that go through my head, feelings that I have. You know, like I said, I want to write music to make people feel, but... On top of that, I want to I write music that lets people who are having the same thoughts or feel the same way know that they're not alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's my main goal with all of it is just to, like, because depression's a bitch. You know, it's not, it's not cool. It's not. Have you accomplished that? Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean, live-wise, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to, and a lot of people, a lot of people enjoy my music, and especially people that I love. You know, shout out to Monday Night Club in Dublin, Heath and Leah. Gino and Jerry and all them, but uh, you know a lot of people, a lot of people enjoy my music, but I, I want to get it out, you know, on a broader spectrum. You know, I want to, I want to touch a lot of people. You know, uh, I want to, I want a lot of people to feel my music and just know they're not alone in struggles. You know, mental struggles especially being my focus for this album that I'm focused on right now. You know, but yeah, excellent, excellent. Try your stuff. Yeah. You know, some people. It's it's funny. My dad used to make it. <laughs> should even say this but he told me that james brown wrote the song i feel good because he stubbed his toe and he goes ow don't feel good ow and i was like i used to laugh but i could actually see that yeah that's a serious right yeah. <laughs> and he started shaking his moved his foot because he hit it every time i think of that i think of eddie murphy on saturday night live right. hot tub it's so hot <laughs> ow, son, as i'm a good guy watch me a good guy kiss myself yeah. Right? That's awesome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. I have not seen that in forever. So if you think about somebody that's influenced, we're laughing about James Brown and all that stuff. <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about your influences and play another he song. He sounds Who's like he's influenced by James Brown. Yeah, yes, I think 100%. he does too. It's quite a bit. It's actually yeah. number one on the list. It's number one? <laughs> <laughs> in every song. Ow! Yeah. Ow! Kiss me! Yeah. $50! <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. you know, what was the story they used to say? James literally was so hard on his band. He'd hear mistake and he's not screaming at all. He's like charging him. Fifty dollars for the mistake. Bass player missing note. That be fifty dollars. Hi. He's mentally making a tab. You lost fifty. You lost a hundred. You lost two hundred. Another night like that, you lose your job. How? Good God. Anyway, who are your biggest influences? Oh man, uh, a lot of it is, uh, you know, Zach Bryan. Uh, is just phenomenal in my eyes. Uh, Tyler Childers, same thing. Uh, I really like their music. That's two of my biggest ones for sure. I like Parker. I like Co. Uh, there's several. You know. So how long have you been playing guitar? Uh, so funny story, or kind of funny, but uh, so COVID pretty well stopped everybody's lives, you know, and 
it stopped mine on a major scale. And the only thing that changed about my life, I was still an electrician when I came out of COVID. Or when we all came out of COVID. Uh, still an electrician. The only thing different was a guitar got put in my hands. You know, and I went through a bunch of stuff with some strange people and whatnot. But uh, so 2020, basically, the first uh, first time I put a song together. Well, that explains how those guys are your biggest influences. That's right, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, the first time I put a I played and sang a song was like July of 2020. First time I played on stage was April 1st of 2021. So, yeah, that's great, man. That what was that? Uh, what was that gig, man? Uh, it was actually an open mic at Legends with Jody. He oh. <laughs> made me get up there. I had to drink it, like four that, or five beers to get up there. So. It's hard. To, it's hard to really pinpoint how many people that guy's influenced. Yeah, because there's so many people. Him and Jeb Bridges both with their little open mic thing done i've done their radio show a couple times and and man do they play some really fun songs they're oh, good yeah. writers jeb has got some great material yeah phenomenal uh, guitar yeah and too. they're just they're kind of like this this diamond in the middle of the stephenville Rough. dublin mine <laughs> you know that just he's just cool and jody's just a cool cat too have yeah. you met jody before oh yes i have yeah. he's always so, been good to me him i didn't know if you had or not him and dana Deathridge were two of my biggest people that kept me going and you know Heath Allen like I mentioned uh, Heath's a big reason why I kept going whenever I was at Red Barrel there's a lot of a lot of times when I wanted to stop so. yeah that's cool well what do you got on deck for us now let's play some more so since we've talked serious uh, I thought you were going to say since yeah. we talked James Brown no How? no no no, no. Uh, <laughs> can't quite do that but uh, this is He's one of my this is one of my funnier songs it's a true story about a pet raccoon I had ah uh, this is one you were telling me about earlier yeah and we'll, awesome. uh, we'll dive into the story afterwards but it's called a uh, Daryl's song, Pet Raccoon Named Daryl. Driving one night down a back road, you see, and I thought to myself, man, I gotta pee. So I cruised a little further and I pulled over at Ghost Creek. Well, I hopped out the truck and I closed my door, lit a cigarette, I only had one more. Wouldn't you know it, guess what came running out the bushes? He was a fuzzy little fella and he looked kind of lost Figured I'd take him home after I weighed the cost I thought, hell why not, I ain't ever had me a pet raccoon before Well it could have been the beer but it might have been the weed I couldn't pass up that opportunity Couldn't let it go, couldn't let it slip away Just so I could have me the right to say that I had me a pet raccoon named Daryl pass it up I couldn't let it slip by there wasn't no way no how no reason why that I shouldn't load him up take him home and make him my own 
Except after I got him home and he grew up a bit He turned into quite the feisty little shit And I thought to myself, now Daryl, this ain't gonna work And he got a little meaner as time went by And one day we met eye to eye And I let that little shit know that it was time to go well, he scratched me once and he scratched me again And I soon found out Daryl wasn't my friend So I cruised back down to the creek and I let him go Well, it could have been the beer, but it might have been the weed I couldn't pass up that opportunity Couldn't let it go, couldn't let it slip away Just so I have me the right to say that I had me a pet raccoon named Daryl Yeah, I had me A pet raccoon named Daryl yeah, Thank you, I appreciate it Man, what, what is it like to have a pet raccoon? Uh, it was cool when he was a baby He, <laughs> he stayed in like a bird cage In our dining room to be honest As bad as I hate to say that but yeah, he, he, So the, the story is uh, The mother of my kids Her sister uh, And a boy that lived with us uh, They were driving one night on Ghost Creek So I didn't technically find him But he did live in my dining room So I felt the need to write a song about it But uh, anyhow They found him, brought him home And he was cool when he was a baby Let you feed him and all that and uh, the more he grew up, the more he realized he was in control. <laughs> and that wasn't going to fly. So we ended up taking him back down to Ghost Creek and uh, letting him go. So, Yeah, what, what, what led to the writing of that as a song? Well, I was sitting same apartment in Stephenville. I was sitting there, and I, I thought about it one day. I think a memory popped up on Facebook or something that reminded me of it. And I was like, man, I, that, that'd be a funny song. And then I wouldn't play it for the longest time because I was like, that's stupid as shit. You know, I ain't, you know, nobody's going to like that. And it's actually a lot of people love that song. You know, everybody, or several people request it and stuff. So Did you I ever, that. see, I, I, I heard it. I was trying to go get us some drink and I heard it as I was sitting there waiting. I come out the door and was listening. There's some lines. Do you remember Uneasy Rider by Charlie Daniels? I do. Know. I was taking a trip out to L.A. Remember? <laughs> yes. Dude, when yeah. I was walking in, Long -haired when, when you first started doing it, as I was walking in, I it, like, t and this is actually cool because it reminded your the tone of your voice and everything reminded me of a couple lines out of the first line of Uneasy Rider by Charlie Daniels. <laughs> that's, that's a good song. Tooling along in my Chevrolet, smoking <laughs> on a number and digging on the radio. <laughs> and I think that's what you did at yeah. the front. I that kind of had that. that sound, and I was like, yeah, it sounds like Charlie Daniels. <laughs> I've obviously heard that song a bunch. Right. <laughs> That's a cool I'll deal. I'll have to listen to that on the yeah, way. Yeah, and it wasn't the feel of the song. It was the way your voice was. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. We love fun songs on this podcast. Dude, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. We, yeah, that's, that's we don't take ourselves too seriously. No, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard when you get a really serious songwriter that says everything with his music and you ask a question. And he goes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Real dark and We've stuff. had those. <laughs> yeah. They're like ominous. and. Yeah. You guys tonight have been great. Man. It's been awesome. I'm sure <laughs> I kept that. kept us entertained, which is part of it. So so man, tell us where we where you playing, what you got going on, what you've been doing. Man, mainly I've been doing private parties. I got a couple of private parties coming up. Uh, I'm playing at the Bull Nettle there in Stephenville on the twenty first. Bull uh, Nettle? Yeah, Bull Nettle. And uh, 
I'm playing at the Greenwood in July, and then I have a couple Fourth of July parties. I that like I'm doing. the Greenwood. That's cool. Yeah, kind of focused on uh, getting stuff recorded right now, man. Yeah, that's the main focus. I want to have stuff out there for people to see. You know, if I'm sure. going to play sure. live. So. Well, it looks like with all your videographers and all the stuff going on, you're creating some content. Yeah, it's helping out a lot. Man. Yeah, I man. Appreciate these guys. Yeah, <laughs> good dudes coming out, man. So, I I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Gabe. What is your definition of success in this business? Man, I'll, I'll go back to what I said. You know, my definition of success, like, uh, in all this is really just helping people out, man. That's that's my goal, you know. And it's hard to convince yourself as a person or a musician in general, like, that you have something to say. But I know that if I'm going through it, somebody else is, you know. So that that's really my goal. I, of course, I want to make money. I don't want to, like he said, like Gabe said, I don't want to have to daily grind every day but i want to overall i want to help people man you know i just want people to feel my music and give them peace for three to well, four minutes you well know? you're not right you're not wrong it's not called music emotions yeah. it's called music business business yeah. it's not music friends right. it's music business it's not music free hamburgers it's music business right <laughs> i think the fun part for artists is trying to find that balance <clears throat> between conveying those emotions and then also commanding or getting what you feel like you need to in order to survive right right? and i think that's kind of one of the challenges that we find because you know uh, dj and i talk a lot about this all the time is is we release things without intent and intention can be we talked a little bit about building bridges you know it's um gosh how do i say this i had an artist tell me one time man I got to get more people. I said, well, how do you feel like your music is relates to other people? He said, well, I don't know. I just do what I do. I said, well, maybe people don't like what you do. <laughs> Ouch. I'm, I'm, yeah. the, Ouch. The, 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 the reality is, is are you thinking about audiences that are going to consume? So if you make a hamburger, so let's talk about this real. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make a hamburger with a chocolate bar in the middle and ketchup on the top and jalapenos in that as well. And, man, we're even going to put some sardines on it. No. Do you think anybody would buy that hamburger? Absolutely not. So, and I'm not meaning that music. man. Very some small s- part of the uh, population. There, right. might, be a, <laughs> yeah. there <laughs> might be a micro percentage of them. <laughs> There's a group Espe- out there Especially sure. pregnant women. <laughs> right. That, uh, I'm, I'm going to mix all this stuff together. because Give me one. I'm craving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or smokers. He just said smokers. Uh, not, not cigarette smokers either, but... But when you think of something, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about the lake house here. One of the things I love about the lake house is that their menu, man, it's it's very middle of the road items, hamburgers, lake food, fish and chips, man. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm here every Sunday for an acoustic artist showcase. I'm here on Mondays. And man, when we play here full band once in a while, this place is packed every time. And it's not... The food is absolutely delicious. It's oh, yeah. good. But it's not that it's like, dude, Tim Love, Chef Gourmet food. It just, man, it just reaches a lot of palates. Think about what you talk about, right? Yeah. Music. And, and that doesn't mean that you don't write from the heart, but you write with the intention of reaching as many people. So, man, you, you say in your influences right now, you said Tyler Childers, Zach Bryan. If you write songs that are kind of in that vein, chances are pretty good you're going to hit. Right. And I say that vein that has that feel, that thought. You know, we were talking about Gabe talking, writing like Waylon. I was telling him, man, there's a whole bunch of people that are in that outlaw that are going to like your voice. I, I, I said that to him. 
that's the kind of things that you think about. And if you have a feel, that doesn't mean you're selling yourself out to sound just like them. Right. But man, when you go to market what you write, if it has that feel, you approach that audience. Yep. Am I wrong? Go after that niche, man. Go after the niche. And, and man, some people cover a whole niche. You know, for me, I'll talk about me. I like everybody. I like to be able to, I want, to, I want people that like R&B or pop music, pop country or old 90s country. I want them to like it. Right. And sometimes I toy with it, and I can tell you, I, I, when I release different things, another thing he talks about all the time is going to different studios. Yep. So you get different players that get different perspectives on your songs. And um, data is really cool. Facebook is really cool. You can, you can put stuff out there that was done by different people and gather a funny thing. I'm just doing some beta testing for another artist or myself. And you'll put one piece of content out, and you can listen to it, and man... 50%, it's 80% women consuming that, 20% men, age group from about 25 to about 45. I put another piece out for another artist, completely different feel, completely different thought. It's 50% men, 50% women, and the age group is 35 to 65. Wild. So when you're looking at that, and, and, and some, of it's my, some of it has been our own writing or my own writing or their own writing, and some of it's been a cover song of another artist. Yeah. So when you think about that, that data's cool, man. That's a great way to look. And, and sometimes you can actually look at the rapidity of somebody on, on social media. You like my word? Rapidity. Yes, rapidity. <laughs> rapidity. The rapidness of how they, they, they like or that they share, and you can see which one crosses more boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we as musicians don't normally think in that capacity, do we? We don't. No, Zach, not at Zach all. helps me with that. Uh, well, time. and the cool <laughs> part about it is I think like that myself. After working in sales, I'm looking at trying to figure out ways to make my product or service reach people and what makes them click and what makes them look and what makes them listen. And then I've taken that same exact thing and translated it to my music, and it's been pretty successful for yeah. us. But that's the cool part. You got you guys have something that, man, if you market it the right way and put it in front of the right people, you're going to find that you'll grow faster. It's like, man, you're not going to take sushi and put it in a hamburger restaurant. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, here, the, if they add something to the menu, it's going to be fried, it's going to be unhealthy, or it's going to be dessert, or it's going to be liquor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? All of it. <laughs> all of the all above. The things. Check, yeah. check, yeah. <laughs> you know. Nailed I don't know. It. That's the fun part about this podcast. We get to talk a lot about that and how it can impact. So yeah. especially you guys that are just releasing stuff, it gives you some 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 brain candy, yeah. right? How do you approach talking about with what these guys do? How can they look at it to help you and really target and take those comparisons that DJ says or that I say or that your fans say, right. hey, man, you sound a lot like that guy. And that's a great person way to target your audience, right? Right. So it's cool stuff, yeah. man. That's what I like the most about this podcast, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's and, one of the reasons. And, dude, it's funny. If you'd I, I just come here to talk about Chris Gaines. That's yeah, all Chris. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> well, the funny part about it is, is, is I've become an advocate of Smith Music DJ, not Smith, but what they talk about and how it works. Because we'd run every day, we're doing some lane brain idea that he. I mean, this in the most effective way that he says, and we get actual result from it, and it's ways to market. Some of it's old school, some of it's new school, you know, which yeah. is fun. So I think as dis, as a it's distributor, all about experimentation. Oh, yeah, and it's fun too, and it's like, man, it's like when you, you have, how long, how long does it take to teach your dog something? Oh yeah, <laughs> and when he finally gets it, yeah. woo! 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, when you finally Those find treats, success. Man. Ah, yeah. yeah, I want a treat. <laughs> we were talking about bacon earlier. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. We could ramble on and on. Cool. Man, we, before we get too far, we got to talk about the first song oh, you ever wrote. First song oh, you ever I knew wrote. that was coming. I knew yeah. that was coming. It's so the, the first one, based off of what du- uh, Dusty told me, is uh, I probably can't sing that one. has a lot of the F word in it. Does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I can play you the second one. Hey, sure. We'll do the second oh. one for, for um, um, censorship yeah, reasons. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Let's do that. All right. It's called For the Devil Catches Up. You can get lost, lose your soul I can promise you that that shit won't happen to me I was driving through the night with a case of beer Wish I could tell you all the sounds I hear The miles of Bosque County back roads only let me feel Some things are better left unsaid I hope I make it home and don't wind up dead Better pray to God to help you out Pray to God you make it out Cause all these winding roads and creek beds are begging you to stay Better keep on driving, never look back, run, make it fast. Devil's right behind you, boy, it's best if you don't slow down. All these roads and twisted nose, guitar strings, late night toes. Gotta keep moving for the devil catches up. Keep me sane and I'm getting drunk to ease my pain This life I lived has done a lot to keep me down All those miles of old dirt roads All the miles that no one knows Gotta keep moving, don't let your fear show Better pray to God to help you out Pray to God you make it out Cause all these winding roads and creek beds Are begging you to stay Better keep on driving Never look back Run and make it fast Devil's right behind you Boy, it's best if you don't slow down 
All these roads and twisted nose Guitar strings, late night toes Gotta keep moving before the devil catches up Gotta keep moving before the devil catches up Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. So we're over here debating that song. <laughs> Did you see us talking the whole yeah, time? Yeah, So... Man, he looked right at me and goes, "Man, that that sounds like Tanner Esri." Yeah, it's kind of that the feel. I'm not and saying it's exactly yeah, well, that, the same. No, it but, yeah. do, but it does kind of that eerie sound. Yeah, Any, anything that mentions the devil, I'm down. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's my favorite fictional character. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so we were talking about finding, talking about production and things of that nature, where studios that we thought might be able to really capture that in the manner that would be modernized or we th- we think of things in a way of how you can make people like it and what would you would put it to right yeah. and so when he said Tanner Usher, I was like well where did he record at and he talked about Majestic Studios in Fort Smith Arkansas and then and Fort then Sound. Tanner Landry at Fort Worth Sound and Studio B the little studio beside yeah and then, man, I mentioned Colby Cooper's producer that's been producing him. Who is that? Who is God, that? what is his name? He does it at Rosewood all the time. Oh, okay. He also did okay. yeah, yeah. all the that Hayden rock. Baker all that, yeah, all that. Well, no, that's um, that's actually Drew and Carrie. Oh, okay. The dude Hayden Baker, the dude that does Rose, the dude that did uh, Colby Cooper also did Nate Burnham's Firebird album. Oh, okay. D- did you hear all that rock and shit yeah, on that? Yeah, yeah. That you can totally <laughs> heal the hear the feel of it, and it's. Colby's got some cool stuff. So that song in particular, feel, it feels like there's a vein that it would strike. And and right now, I call that kind of cowboy hipster music, right? <laughs> because it's rock music. That's yeah. all it is, dude. He's, he's making yeah. it in a derogatory way, yeah, I bet. Man. No, I'm not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real punch. Well, actually, you should just call it Yellowstone music because yeah. that's the shit that's on Yellowstone, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, it's about trying to capture. We have artists that we talk about all the time that, man, you see live. And they're amazing, right? And then their studio music doesn't capture that person. Uh, I'm not going to so mention. I'm not going to mention names, but there's one that just released something. It still doesn't capture. It doesn't capture what they sound like live. Right. And and man, live she'll move you to tears, right? And yeah. man, on the studio, it's just not the same. And so yeah. that's where I think the beauty of a producer and using different studios, and that's straight out of his mouth. Yeah. Experimenting. Yeah. Some are different. Some are some are expensive, you know. Um, um, we talked about this Pakes and the Roopstops. That damn song cost seven hundred dollars to record. Yeah. So when I much. say that damn song, it's really because it was so cheap, yeah. right? But then, <laughs> but then, you know, uh, but and you never know what people are gonna like. But whoever it was captured something that struck a nerve, right? And they've stuck with it, and even the stuff they're doing now. Now, while they even though they're signed, they're still using some of that same feel and that same. So they're not moving away from what made them successful, but. Right. Yeah, that's just kind of the way we think about it, and yeah, and, no, and I you, that. yeah, that's cool. I like I love the chord progression on that, and then the slide oh, yeah. up and down. Yeah, yeah. I, I even said the D. I said I like that slide. <laughs> I heard stuff with both of y'all yeah. that I was just like, oh, that's cool, you know. And, 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 and marketing, that's yeah. what we're thinking. Marketing. Okay, so t- tell us about the 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 story behind that song. What 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 made you write that song? Man, so I had a had a weird interaction with some people down in Glen Rose, Texas, that just. Uh, <laughs> You know, for, to to save a mile-long story that just weren't about the things that I'm about and uh, showed me some stuff that was real odd, you know, and uh, stuff that exists, but stuff that was just real odd. And, uh, you know, like you can get caught up in your thoughts and not live in the moment, you know, and that's uh, really where the basis of that comes from. 
And so the second the second verse of that is like, you know, I'm uh, getting high to keep me sane and I'm getting drunk to ease my pain, you know. After all that went down, it's like I couldn't couldn't do nothing to stay focused until I got chilled out some way or another. And uh yeah, that's just, you know, the in the chorus, you know, uh, you better pray to God to help you out, pray to God you make it out cuz all these winding roads and, you know, creek beds creek beds are begging you to stay. It's like kind of like all the things in this life are begging you to enjoy it until you know so you get stuck here and that's the last place i want to be at the end of all this is stuck back here you know for, for <laughs> round two <laughs> you know so that's just where all that comes from man it was just uh and i wrote that in the midst of all that going on i was still you know i was, I was homeless at the time I, I say homeless i i had a place to stay you know but it wasn't home you know and uh i was staying with those people and it was just uh it was a weird deal man you know and i wrote that in the midst of all that one night you know probably drunk if i was to guess but just that's whenever I feel the most because it was, you know, she says it best, but, uh, you know, fight or flight, you know, you, when you get stuck in that mode, yeah. you, you, you tend to stay there. You're so a genius. Like, yeah. But yeah. Didn't say that to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where that came from. She's not wrong, right? Fight or flight. But dude, Gabe was talking about fight or flight, writing songs about experiences and, and things. And, uh, you know, it's funny, like you talk about the alcohol. I never wrote about, I don't write about that kind of stuff. So, it's funny how writers all feel things different. So I love the, I love the, um, you know, it's kind of like the Went dude a different that. Direction. Well, you, well, think about this. Jingling. So bells. I have this. Hi- yeah, jingling <laughs> bells. Yeah, I have this higher voice. Yeah. So I'm always jealous or envious of the guy that sounds sounds like this. Right. You know, and so the dudes that write with that feel or motion, that's not how I do it. So I'm always like, well, shit. I wish I could tap into that. And then, then I have people, man, I just wish I could write happy songs. Well, hang out with me. That's the funny song. That's the best part about it, dude. And that's the cool part is everybody brings something that everybody has. And we all have these sides of ourselves, right, Right. that you'll touch. But cool. Well, we're right on the button for time. We've got about five, six more minutes. What do you oh, want to? Man. What do we want to do? Well, we definitely need to know where people can find you out on the internet. Man, so I got a I got a Facebook group. It's called Nathan Barker, and then I got a music page called Nathan Barker. You know, if you search my name, you'll find me one way or another. Uh, and then on Instagram, I'm Nathan underscore Barker. TikTok, it's Nate underscore Baka B A W K A. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then soon I'm gonna have some stuff on Spotify. I don't want to put a date on it because I don't know for sure. I don't want to be lying to people, but it's gonna come out soon, and then uh, you know, hopefully several others after that. But yeah. That's cool, man. But do you don't have a ticky tack? I do. It's a yeah. uh, Nate Baca. Baca? Yeah, N A T E underscore B A W K A. Maybe it's because he didn't say ticky tack. <laughs> yeah, ticky tack. <laughs> TikTok, tuk tock, whatever. I don't. Do ha- you use it much? No, man, I don't. It's see, man, it's a well, strange deal. We, well, we were talking about fake. Yeah. Well, we were talking about. So we were laughing, talking about fake streams today, and he enlightened me that dude TikTok is becoming a huge place where people are fake streaming music. Yeah. Yeah. That's so surreal to me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I get I get a report every month and uh, of of our artists who are uh, maybe a little bit gullible, and they they find these I don't know ads on Instagram that just pop up, and they say, "Hey, you know, I'll get you so many Come views." Come on, your music on TikTok. Pay me ninety nine ninety nine a month. That's right, yeah, dude. And that's you will have how millions of followers. Yeah, we I've been in a rabbit hole looking at all that stuff, but yeah. I didn't realize that nothing's it, worse than having to call somebody and say, "Hey, man, those." Hundred thousand streams you just had were all fake. Yeah. Well, and the crazy. Well, the crazy part is I can't believe it's touching 
stuff like TikTok and social media. Yeah. yeah. It's people crazy. Want, people want to make it look good. That's what well, it is. Well, and at the end of the day, man, I guess all those algorithms are all the same to some extent. Right. right? Well, cool, man. That's glad you can find you on TikTok, Facegram, Instagram, Facebook, Facegram. That's yeah. right. Facegram. Snap Twitter. <laughs> Book face. They yeah. all sound the right <laughs> yeah. to me. All those social medias. Do you have a tweeter? <laughs> I do, but I don't use it at I, all. Yeah. I still have a tweeter, but it's I can't do much I, with I, it. I, it's gotten quite awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, tweeter it's, has? Yeah. Since Elon bought it? Yeah. There's just not a lot. Did he do it on purpose? I feel like it. I think he bought it just to mess with people. I don't even follow him, and somehow he's always in my feed. Well, I'm telling you, dude, he's got an agenda, and it was to ruin Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, cool, man. Man, Let's play us one more song and knock it out. All right, man. This is a. This is one of my newest ones. I wrote it. uh, I started it three weeks ago, shelved it, came back to it on a Saturday night, and finished it on a Tuesday night, uh, two weeks ago. Cool. It's called "Save Me from This Hell." She hates the smell of cigarettes Says she ain't ever been a fan She's got tattoos all down her legs And I'm a tattoo kind of man She gets me out when I'm feeling low Lifts me up when I'm down She listens to every word I gotta say about this town She's never known a stranger If she did, she wouldn't be here Taking shots with the man that can't stand Looking in a mirror She's a beauty queen if i ever seen one She looks just like an angel Sent down from heaven Gonna save me from this hell She's a broken-hearted woman that can see behind these eyes She understands the heartbreak And all the damn nights When you're feeling all alone And stuck by yourself She understands all of me She's gonna save me from this hell Saving me ain't no easy thing If it all falls to pieces It's only me to blame She's a broken-hearted woman That can see behind these eyes She understands the heartbreak And all the damn nights When you're feeling all alone And stuck by yourself She understands all of me She's gonna save me from this hell 
she understands all of me she's gonna save me from this hell Yeah. yeah, man, that's awesome. Buddy. Thank you. Thank so, you. remind us one more time where your next show is. Uh, my next show, live show, is going to be at the Bull Nettle in Stephenville, Texas. Oh, you said the on Bull Nettle. Man, guys, yeah. one more time, man, make some noise for Nathan Barker. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All. Well, that's the end of Texas Tailgate Mondays. Laking it easy down at the Lake House on Eagle Mountain Lake, one of our favorite sponsors. Here every Monday from seven to ten. Brought to you by smithmusic.com. And of course, oh, Texas sure. Select Beverage. You can find Texas Select non alcoholic beer, tea, and lemonade inside of this facility right here. Yum, yum. Also, sharp supply leather. Man, if you're looking for guitar straps, saddles, hey dudes, all kinds of stuff, they'll take good care of you. And then, am I missing somebody? I'm not, am I? Nope. Nope. You need right to on. mention our wonderful, wonderful... And Brendan. Uh, 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 ...theme song creator. Yep. yep, the Texas Tailgate theme song but from Mr. Brendan Gilman. Hanging in there, doing a great job, guys. So cool. Thank you again for hanging out. We'll see you next Monday. we got some amazing guests. DJ may be on hiatus. He's trying to figure out whether he wants to show up or go to New York City. <laughs> i, I got to go to New York. I keep telling him, get a rope. Anyway, <laughs> see you next time, guys. Thank you.